Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's up, what's up, Don? What's going on, Cam? Oh, I like to start this off the same way. Another beautiful day in paradise. Well, that's only because you're in California and uh, I'm in the Midwest. But it is. There's like three clouds in the sky today, so just saying. So that's like three strikes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, all right. What what is oh man it's the middle of the week um I'm struggling a little bit here what what are we doing today this is episode what what is it 7 7 10 7 all right so we're doing 7 and we're doing everybody hear that paper we actually do plan these things out regardless of what it may sound like <laughs> it's only one sheet of paper too it sounds like there's a lot yeah. uh we're going to do social media social media why are we talking about social media? Because everybody seems to think that the world revolves around social media. So let's talk about social media and how people portray themselves on the internet in any way, shape, or form of social media and what that can gain for yourself or not gain for yourself <laughs> for looking <laughs> like a knucklehead. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Don, you don't, you don't have. 500 million followers on Instagram, so I don't think you're cool enough. Uh, well, I can go out and spend $25 a month, and I can get three-quarters of a million followers on Instagram. Oh. Uh, but, there, but, but you know, I, I might get lopped in with a group of people then, so that probably, you know, I don't want to be in that group. <laughs> uh, like the you – know. like the followers that get bought from like moscow that have nothing to do with uh the things or interests or anything of that matter that a potential sponsor or somebody would really even care about yeah because there's nothing like having a 15 year old who's interested in barbies to be following you on instagram from um sophia bulgaria (laughs) Cause I, you know, I can get, I can get there on Instagram. She's following me on Snapchat. There you go. Okay. <laughs> well, since we're talking social media, which one do we want to start with? What are the cool kids doing these days? Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, well, Snapchat. Okay. So, you know, I got, I got a house full of girls. So, um, I, and I'm the old guy. So in the house, uh, so I, we break it down this way. I typically see things on Facebook. That's where I'm at. So as my daughters tell me, I am in Facebook is the 30 to 40 somethings, 30s and ups. That's what that's what my daughters tell me. And then it breaks down that you got that little layer in there of crossover between Facebook and Instagram, where Instagram is kind of in the the you know early early teens mid teens and up to that like 30 range and then it crosses over into facebook and then most everybody else beyond instagram down in the teenage years is all about the snapchat 
Oh, yeah. So that's how it's explained to me in my house. I, I can relatively agree with that. Um, we have a lot of uh, discussions about what is what when it comes to in marketing meetings and things like that. My personal opinion is pretty close to that. I chalk Facebook up as maybe a little older than, I mean, I'm 33, so I would say maybe like mid 30s to like my dad's age. My dad's like 60. My dad does not have Facebook because I don't allow him to have Facebook. He's a, he's a teacher, so it's probably not a good idea. Um, so, but so with that, you have Facebook that's, I guess, tier A. And then below that, you got Instagram, which is probably like my age to like, you know, mid 35s to, I don't know, younger. Like it, and it, the spectrum is a lot wider. And then Snapchat um, is definitely a high school, middle school thing. I had it when it first came out, but I got rid of it because I didn't think it was a good idea. Um, be, my reasoning on that is because it goes away. So you can't even prove what you did. Even though the photos are probably lying somewhere that people don't realize they are. <laughs> Remember that, kids. <laughs> there, there's a Snapchat hard drive that's out there in yeah. cyberspace. It's kind of like no. that cloud. It's on somebody else's computer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mar- we'll, we'll have a, you know how they had, uh, what was it for the Facebook movie? What was the name of it? Uh, social something. Oh, the, um, the, the social network. Social network. network. Yeah. So we're going to have one of those here in you know in another decade that'll be all snapchat yeah and it'll be it'll be how that was created and we'll have all the hot or not photos that'll pop up on there you know though it's funny though the one thing that that i really enjoyed while i was in the military that i feel like has kind of fallen to the wayside and don't really know where the actual x y group is and that's twitter yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of news media outlets and so forth, you know, and professional athletes that seem to be all about the Twitter. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, you can still buy these followers and bots and yeah. and so forth. And it's like, you know, do you really want to have conversations with trolls who yeah. seem to want to attack you for everything? What I've noticed so, about Twitter, Twitter's actually, I, I have Twitter and I don't use it very often, but I use it for things like news kind of like more newsworthy stuff right um press releases yeah things like that but it's huge in like england and the uk and like sweden like any european country they for some reason love twitter which is cool so i mean in my arena like i'm super into speedway motorcycle racing so i have twitter because i look at results and things like that because they post them on twitter so that's what i use twitter for but i mean that's nor here nor there, but it's just interesting to see how big it is in Europe versus here. Like you don't even like, I don't even know if kids in high school or even older, they're like, ah, Twitter, like what's like, that's a little bird, right? <laughs> like they don't. Right. Yeah. No. And you typically, so kind of the ones that I kind of enjoy to, to kind of see that on Twitter, believe it or not, I love some of the NASCAR racers that get on there and they kind of throw those jabs mm-hmm. 
And, you you know, but it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek type statement that'll make it on, you know, Fox Sports or FS1 on Monday during Race Hub or something, or it's on, you know, XM Radio. Oh, and then, you know, if you're on Twitter and you're in drag racing, you got to follow Langdon and, and J.R. Ty because those two are, to me, are just hilarious with, with how they do their jabs at folks. It's Well, just, what's funny is on, on Twitter, it's almost like people, they think everybody's forgotten about it, but they want to say something so bad. So they're like, screw it. I'm going to post it on Twitter. And then it's like, so then it like starts to trickle out like, oh, did you see what so-and-so said on Twitter? And they're like, no, I don't even have it. So then they're like, oh, well, I haven't logged into that for three years. Let me go check it out. Like, and then, and then somebody will screenshot it and post it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But, and the next thing you know, it's running across the bottom of the ticker on your TV screen. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's break this down for motorsports wise. So let's talk, let's talk Facebook. Now, why is it, is social media even a conversation that we're going to be having is because a lot of racing marketing all this stuff these days is revolving around social media right so is it good to be a racer and have social media profiles that uh that are active and present within what's going on um what's a good idea when it comes to what you post or pretty much anything like that um so i guess let's let's start with facebook facebook is I feel like has taken quite a bit of a downturn in the past year or so um, with all the election, you know, all that. Everybody just thinks that everything's fake that gets posted on on Facebook, which yeah, I I find myself hardly using Facebook anymore unless I'm posting something racing related or like a big life event or something like my birth, my child or something like that. Like it's not like oh hey I'm. Um, doing this or, or like I'm walking down the street going to the bar or whatever like it's it's more so like I use Facebook as hey like checked into the airport because I'm going to Indy or I'm going here for racing to promote my sponsors or whatever going racing that kind of thing um, now I personally have a personal Facebook page and I also have a quote unquote fan racing page in my world unfortunately they've kind of both merged and I've found my <laughs> I've found myself more so posting on my quote personal page strictly like racing because it, it kind of merged like with what I do for work at race pack like it you know I know so many people that it's it's all just kind of like blurred lines there's like 5,000 people on there that I I mean yeah I may know who you are, but I've never like, you don't know what my father's name is. Like, you know, like, so it's right. So that's where I being in, not saying I'm, I'm not saying that I'm in the public eye, but I make sure that I try not to post anything on either my fan page or my personal page that is in any way going to incriminate myself or the companies I represent like race pack or, Ted Weens, JBS, you know, like the companies that are quote paying me to race or I'm representing, uh, you know, as my daily job, right? So if I'm if I'm going to say, oh, checking it or somebody tagged me on some photo, like 
I happened to be at a party or something or whatever, and I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I'm standing in the background and some guy's doing a keg stand on, you know, some big old keg, like doing something that he probably shouldn't be. I'm physically not doing it myself, but they're tagging me in these photos. I try to stay away from that. And everybody says, well, why? Like that you, you were there or whatever. Like, well, yeah, but I was there. It's like guilty by association. So then you start turning into the guy that's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, so-and-so, whatever. Um, I unfortunately have a block on my, my stuff for that because I have to approve anything that goes on my page. Um, because you, and then you'll get bots and I originally did it because there was bots and all this spam stuff that was like showing up like, Hey, how about some Ray-Ban sunglasses? Like I was getting like 9 million of those because people were getting hacked. So I put like, there's a lot of cool things on Facebook now, like with ways that you can Oh, for sure. Regulate yourself and what people see and perceive and and all that, which I feel is a very good thing. Because at the end of the day, I'm using social media to promote myself and my sponsors and my racing. Do I really, am I really concerned about, I you know, I don't know, like what's going on in Florida that somebody that I went to college with? Not necessarily. But... Well, you know, the whole Facebook thing is kind of like, which I'm on it a lot, a lot. Now, I also look at it from the standpoint that it is an image situation, uh, like people to take photos and post, you know, I think that's the big thing on Instagram and Snapchat. Everybody posting pictures of their, their what they're eating, where they're at. You, you know, it seems to always be all the happiness, it's a status uh, thing. It's a, it's what you want everybody to perceive your life to be. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, yeah, we have some good times, but heck, it's, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm grinding the freak away here. I don't know if that's social media, Snapchat worthy, but what the heck? I got to do it to, you know, keep racing and pay the bills. I don't know that I, I look at Facebook sometimes the political back and forth, the uh, it, it's kind of like being in the high school cafeteria having the debate about whatever's going on in the social circles. Aside from oh. that, it's also public. So that political debate that you're having that somebody that is very close to you may not have the same opinions on, you've just got yourself in a world of hurt because now they're judging you for something that they're not even involved in and they're just watching it play out. Right. And that's why I just, you know, and it's tough. It's tough a lot of times because, you know, me being a retired military guy, when people say certain things, uh, you know, I've kind of taken the, um, oh, crap. What's his name? I'm for drawing a blank now. Um, Herb. Uh, Herman. What is, uh, what, what's Herman's last name? Coach Herman. He always says, um, you know, don't press send. Yeah. Don't press send. And I've found myself in that numerous times to people say something and I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind and start typing away? And then I'll be like, delete, 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 delete. Oh, I get, I mean, I get in situations like that all the time because people like say, for instance, like they'll have their data logger, right? It happened to not work, right? Nine times out of 10 it's operator error and they're bashing up and down, you know, 
race pack this, race pack that, blah, 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 thing didn't work, and then it turns into this big debate, and then I get tagged in it. And, <laughs> and it's like, that's fine, but I have to watch what I say, because I'm representing the company, and, but even though it's on my personal page, right? And right. I really want to say, hey, knucklehead, push the record button, and it'll probably work. Instead, you have to say, you, it just, you just, at the end of the day, you have to watch what you say because I, I don't care what it is. And, and it's, and I know there's a lot of people that are out there that say, well, you know, I don't give a fuck and I'm just going to say what I, what's on my mind. That's all perfectly fine. And, and I'm, I'm an advocate High for that five, too. Buddy. Yeah. By all means. But I like to think before I, before I speak or type <laughs> or hit send. Because of that, because at the end of the day, it's just going to come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah, political, political and religious uh, conversations, topics uh, do not, in my opinion, are not the place to get played out uh, on social media. No, That's, because if you know, you're if you're trying to promote yourself and or your sponsor, I don't care if it's your personal page or your racing page. I get that conversation a lot because I'll I'll tell some younger kids or whatever, hey, like I saw you posted this and you know, just not trying to be your elder or whatever, but maybe just kind of keep an eye. Well, that, that was on my personal page and my personal page is private and I have a racing page. Uh, -uh. (laughs) uh, -uh. because even though you're private or whatever, when people tag you and things like it shows up, people see it. And then you're going to get, you're going to get plagued as something that you don't want to be plagued as. And it's going to ruin things you got going on you cannot uh what what's my favorite one teenagers that are not of drinking age oh and yeah. they're hang, hanging out with people that are of drinking age and they've got cups in their hands <laughs> and it's like right so and i gotta digress because it just triggered a, a story and of course it's not about a rental car but this goes back uh a few years i was actually in charlotte at an event with um, that was next door or, or across the street in the block downtown at a charity event. And Cam Newton was at this event across the street, right? And so we're at this event on the other side of the street, and everybody's like, you know, talking about Cam Newton, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm from Carolina. I'm a Panthers fan, right? I want to see this. So these girls, Cam's out. He's signing autographs. Right. He's out there. He's in the public eye. These girls come up and they are drinking and they have legitimate drinks in their hand. They come up to try to take a picture. Cam says, sticks his arm out. Whoa, no, I'll take a picture with you. Not with your drinks in your hand. And they're like, you know, and it was kind of like a little boisterous for a minute. He's like, you want to take a photo or not? And and so that whole situation is he's not going to be associated in whether he's in a bar or not. I've seen a lot of his social media and he may be on a bar, maybe, you know, at a concert or whatever. I've never seen him with an alcoholic beverage cup. Now, of course, my email will blow up and people will send me all these photos. Right. But that would you don't be ever, hate, hate mail at uh, racersrentalcars.com. Yeah, uh, right. For sure. <laughs> Uh, subject line, I don't care. Uh, so, you know, it's all about the association. You're guilty by association. Mm-hmm. You know, 
if that's how you're acting, then that's what you're doing. You know, that's what how people see you. And so that's why I always say, I don't think that religious beliefs and political beliefs affect how you perform on a racetrack, how you perform in a boardroom when you're selling something, and how you perform in actually being a human being to communicate with others. I don't think religious beliefs and political beliefs have any impact on that. Well, let's take that to the next the next level, right? Well, I don't I don't post anything about religion or political or whatever. I I just go on there and you know I, I share some thing that you know making fun of somebody or or did you see this guy's crash? What a freaking loser! Like guy no driving oh. fool, blah blah blah. And, right? Number one, you got to watch that because you don't know the situation, you don't know the track stuff, you don't know. You don't know what broke in the car. Like, it may have looked like the guy spun it out in the burnout. Well, did the axle break? Like, we don't know all the details, and the devil is in the details always. So, you know, you got to be very careful because then it's like, then you go to the next race, and it's like, oh, well, you know, Don was critiquing the shit out of this guy's driving technique. The guy doesn't even drive a dragster or door car or, or like, whatever. Like. The keyboard warriors, like they're, they'll sit there and they'll, they'll just type away and, and portray their opinions. And then you go to the track and they won't even say two words to you. Oh, no, you never know. You never, you, these people that you think they're your friends, right? Cause they're, they're liking your comments or your posts. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, they're over high fiving somebody else that you're going, really? Okay. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> oh yeah. No, and it's tough. It, it, social media is everything for every. Uh, you know, in today, you know, we're talking about. You know, why is it important with racing and stuff? I was uh, listening to a uh, another podcast last week talking about uh, NASCAR and their downfall, right? And what the big challenge with social media with their fans is that people can pick the phone up. And no, and I think we even talked about that a little little bit. Uh, they can pick the phone up and know what's going on at an event and hang mm-hmm. up from it. So what entices them, right? And so I think a lot of times the social media aspect of it uh, in racing is that you need to entice and push and promote the sport and the in racing a positive way. In a positive way, because if it's negative, if one person says it's negative, you may turn off 10 fans because you don't know where theirs or, you know, where their uh, followers are coming from, where the eyeballs or the impressions and the, and the touch points are, are going to happen. And so it's, um you know, it, it, it's problematic because it's a double edged sword. If you're uh, if you're sponsored by somebody and you're on social media, on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook and you haven't made a post in like three months, two months, but your sponsor is following you and they see all the posts. Oh, you're at such and such, you know, you're on the beach. You went to so-and-so's wedding. You don't have any of this time to uh, actually sit down and talk about my sponsor. You know, well, yeah, so- I, I go through that a lot because people, you know, oh, I want to get sponsored by race pack or whatever. I, how do you get sponsored? How, well, first of all, do you not think that the one of the first things we do, like if somebody like during our team race pack program or whatever, like you fill out the application and it says Facebook link, Instagram link, 
Number of followers. I don't care if you have four followers or if you have 400,000 followers. When was the last time you posted a photo and was it relevant content? Now, and I'm not saying to be a robot and post only racing related stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're posting stuff on your personal page, that's probably going to backlink to say your racing page or whatever. I know you're active on social media in some way, shape or form. But it's not what I'm the the stuff that a company is looking for. So, you know, oh, I have fifty thousand followers and I've won nine thousand races or whatever. But you haven't posted at all, or you the <laughs> things that you've posted are about some meme or whatever that's you know not appropriate. So then when one of our customers, <laughs> one of not our customers. Not appropriate? What would not appropriate mean? You mean that me showing a meme of a girl in a bikini uh, on a beach pouring beer out of a funnel all over <laughs> would be inappropriate for, let's say, a female-owned company? Potentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a, it's just, it's amazing. Um, I had somebody last week send me a text and they were asking for their kid about, you know, what, who, who's like a role model on, at the professional level, uh, for a lot of social media. And believe it or not, I had to, uh, I had to tell them, I had to give them a, you know, I was going to get back to them because I really, I wanted to respond really quick with Alex Laughlin. No, he does a great I, job. You know, and so, I had to go back and look and make sure that, you know, I went back a few months. He doesn't, he's not one of those guys that's, that's out there on the ragged edge of being controversial, but he just does a lot of good content and it don't matter if it's bush hogging on his farm or building a patio or, or hanging out with his family. Well, here you go. That's, That's a, he's a prime example. I agree totally. He's uh, Alex is a cool dude and he gets it. Like uh, people want the backstory. We talk about the backstory all the time. Uh, you know, maybe I stick more so to racing related posts, but he's a way bigger name than I am. So people want to see more interesting stuff but the stuff that he's posting doesn't necessarily mean he's doing something majorly inappropriate he's showing them hey man like i'm living the the real life too like i'm i'm mowing my grass on my tractor and my farm or whatever like that's like that's cool even though it's not racing related it's it's relative content to what he is and what he's doing and whatever and it's not just oh yeah party 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 you know like i'm i mean does the guy drink beer hell yeah i'm sure he does like but you don't see that on you know like there's a time and a place for everything and he does a great job in portraying a good role model for a you know say a young kid trying to do it yeah absolutely on the surface he shows everything and, and it goes uh goes in an adequate format and I think everybody's got to find their own way. There's, you know, 100%. I, yeah, I watch the webinars and I read people's, you know, what they think is the social media playbook. And it, as an individual, you've got to find your own way that you go about 
your social media efforts. And, and I hope that when people do that, that they take into consideration what the social media strategy is for the for the people that support them, their sponsors or the potential sponsors that they may want to acquire. Yeah, uh, I don't think you know, I really at the at the end of the day, I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff here, but I, personally, I don't feel like there's any special sauce. The only special sauce that I would I would recommend to people is think before you type, think before you post a photo that might incriminate you, maybe not now, but down the road, or um, in a racing-related topic, let's say I'm sponsored by Lucas Oil, which I'm not, but all of a sudden, my friend is sponsored by... What's another oil company? Royal Purple. Royal Purple, right? And I'm liking their photos of Royal Purple, but I'm a Lucas Oil-sponsored person. Or somebody else is hating on Royal Purple Oil, and I'm a representative of Lucas Oil, and I'm saying, yeah, Royal Purple sucks. That's not a good idea. I don't care if, you know, we're not out there for race pack, right? I mean, there's a bunch of different data loggers out there. Right. I'm not going on quick data's Facebook and saying like, oh yeah, we're far superior. Like, you know, they suck. We're better. Like, because what happens if in three years you lost your deal with Lucas Oil and all of a sudden you just sent a resume because you need an oil deal to Royal Purple? Hmm. A simple Google search states that uh, you think Royal Purple Oil sucks. Sucks. With yeah. two Ks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, that's. You're absolutely right with that, and people don't uh, – they don't take into consideration, you know, uh, what's your buddy wearing. You're taking a picture of somebody in your pit of your car or whatever, and they're, they're wearing a T-shirt for your, the direct competitor for the company that you're posting a photo for. And you tag, you know? and you tag that direct competitor in your photo. And you're like – you're like, are you for real? I mean, come on. I'm all, yeah, I'm all for a friendly rivalry. But friendly keyword, not not bashing other people's products or efforts or, you know, oh, this guy is sponsored by peak oil. So fuck him. Like that shouldn't be that. I don't you know, like I don't have an oil sponsor. So I'm using these names because everybody knows them. So just I have no I use a lot of different oils in my life and they're all fine and they all lubricate my engine perfectly fine. You know, that's it, it's funny that you say that because it, it really, if you want to break motorsports down and think about the three biggest social media rivalries, right? They they revolve around consumable products, mm-hmm. right? Yep. VP and Sunoco, Hoosier and Mickey Thompson, mm-hmm. and Lucas Oil and anybody else. Yeah. Well, prime, prime, here's a prime example. A uh, good friend of mine is he's really well known with Hoosier tires. I've been a Mickey Thompson guy forever. Now, am I going to go out and bash Hoosier tires? No, they're round. They're black. (laughs) They work for some people. My Mickey Thompson tires are round and black and they work for me. And I have a great relationship with them. Is, does that by means say that Hoosier tires are bad? No, I, I can't say that at all. I've actually used Hoosier tires before back a long time ago and my car went down the track. So I, you know, I, 
the like you said the friendly the friendly rivalry and the and the consumable products out there like yeah there's a lot of that which is great but just try not at the end of the day try not to bash your competitors to try to get one up on yourself or it, it, you're not getting any points you know i mean that's the whole thing and you're also not displaying any loyalty really you're really displaying unprofessionalism and ignorance i mean i make jokes about hoosier all the time right to people i know frank pap i know farron i love the fact that hoosier tire and mickey thompson are as competitive as they are in the marketplace because motorsports needs competition in the motor place. You need it. You need it in the motor place. You need it in the marketplace. You need it at the racetrack. You need it online. But they don't need to be hateful. It doesn't need to be derogatory, you know, and things of that nature. Well, yeah, because um, we go back to the same thing. What if in three years you lose your Hoosier deal and all of a sudden you're shopping around for a tire deal and you end up on Mickey Thompson? Yeah. You, it's, it's simple math. Yeah. I, I you know, just – just don't do it. It shows it's hard. That's some serious restraint because it's that, you know, you think you want to say it's unprofessional, but I think human nature and it happens on social media, Instagram, people make, you know, what's the one that all about the cyberbullying with teenage girls and their high school friends are belittling them and, you know, they're fat and stupid and girls are killing themselves and things of that nature. Just, you know, all kinds of bad stuff. It, it's like it's always so easy to be negative over just being positive and supportive regardless of what the what the topic is. We don't need people to go bankrupt and leave the marketplace or the world of motorsports. That's not good. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I know we're getting long winded here, but uh, I guess I'll leave this by saying make friends, not enemies and social media. Same thing because you never know when you're going to need that person. And I mean, why don't we all just get along? I just want to say, you know, can we, can we all get along? Like it, at the end of the oh, day, man. And the thing Where, that, where's the Girl Scout song at for Kumbaya? I know, sell but some Girl it, Scout cookies. At the end of the day, I'm telling you, like, and the set, you know, it, there may be, you know, 20 years ago, people were talking shit on peak oil or whatever, but there's no proof of it because there wasn't social media. <laughs> so there you go. Right. Like, learn from what's going on and be relevant. Like, whether that's making sure you're posting relevant content about what you're doing in, in a positive manner, not bashing other people, not bashing other products and portraying yourself, having a good time and a good person who, who wants to sponsor the jerk? Oh, I don't know who would be the it, pick, pick out in NASCAR. Everybody calls Kyle Bush, Bush. the jerk. Yeah. yeah. Which hashtag not fake news. I like Kyle. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what's his intro? I don't need any introduction. You know who I am and drops yeah. the mic. Hashtag boom. Anyway, who would be the who would be the jerk in drag racing? If we had to pick a jerk, who would the jerk be? <laughs> who would uh, I want to do my best Dan Levitar gas bag. Put it on the pole. Put it on the pole. Uh man, who would be a jerk? Well, I guess I guess if you want to go modern era right now, you could probably say everybody's on Tanner Gray's bandwagon. 
They don't like Tanner. Tanner's, you know, Tanner's throwing safety gear, kicking his car. Um, Yeah, okay. Or, I mean, people say that about Steve Torrance, too. He's always been super cool to me. Like, (laughs) you know, but it's because he's an intense racer and he's out there to win. Like, sometimes people, like he even said in one of his his articles the other day that I was reading, or maybe he posted it. It's like, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to start talking because everybody's going to take it and, and construe what they want out of what I say, which he probably plays, he plays into that hundred percent, but you know, and then I, I guess this turns into a whole other thing, you know, then you get the NHRA or whatever. They want controversy. They want, they want all these things, but then, then you'll end up getting fined because you said the wrong thing. Yeah, you gotta, you can't have your cake and eat it too with that. I mean, but also, I don't want people to be fake either. Right. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, I think a lot of times, so is it, you know, are they having a conflict with being mutually respectful on social media professionally? So, like, you know, in the military, we kind of teach the different levels of respect. Like, I can respect you professionally. You and I can have mutual respect, and then we can have what they call human respect. If you, I think in motorsports, everybody's got to revolve around those three things, and the same thing in social media, uh, especially with products and between drivers. I don't have to like you as a human being, but I should have human respect for you. Uh, oh, yeah. I, you know, we should be mutually respectful to each other. And we definitely should have professional respect because the pool of racers is very, very small. And if we start losing them, then we'll start losing a sport. So, yeah. Well, all right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess I was a soapbox. I think I just tripped off mine getting <laughs> down. So, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, Cam. I, I just hope kids and, and racers alike uh, will. Well, make sure that they're more active on social media, but think before you press send. Think, Absolutely. Think, think. At the end of the day, I mean, I know we only touched on Facebook and a little bit of Instagram, but I mean, I guess all the all the things apply. Think before you type, think before you post that photo, and think of who is in that photo as well. And with that, um, as per usual, we want to thank uh, racepack.com and dragthrushersale.com and Voice America for asking us to do this podcast. And we hope all 10 of you are still enjoying this. And uh, if you are... Five last week. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, if you are, uh, (laughs) tell a friend. Post it on social media in a positive way. (laughs) And if you you have hate mail, that's hate mail at (laughs) racersandrentalcars.com. Which is not on the website. Yet. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. And Don, uh, as per usual, thank you. And we'll see you next week. Later. Let's put it. 